If you wanted to start a plumbing business, literally the worst thing you could do is charge the same as everyone else. I've never seen a successful plumbing business that charges less than 400 bucks an hour. Most plumbers I talk to are so close to having a million dollar plumbing business, but they're always missing the most important part. There's only one way to grow your business. It's not about more jobs. It's not about more calls. It's not about employees. It's about... What's up, Joel? Hey, Jared, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> really good. Yeah, Costin's gonna have to like double cut that so you can see my stupid face when yeah. I went like this. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, happy Friday. Dude, happy Friday. You ready for the weekend or what? I am. You it's gonna, cool. You can party this weekend? I'm gonna I'm watching my grandson in the morning. Oh, tomorrow morning? Yeah. Oh, is um is Costin running that half marathon? Uh no, I we were supposed to babysit in the morning and then Christelle's running a half marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ayla's running it too. Yeah, I know. It's gonna kick her butt. <laughs> is it it's gonna kick her butt <laughs> yeah she's gonna be like she's gonna be as probably as sore as i was after my last half marathon yeah man i wish i would have signed up for it i wanted that t-shirt dude i looked at that t-shirt why would you want that because it's free <laughs> it's not free you gotta, i know you gotta pay <laughs> to sign up for the race <laughs> i know there's something about like a nice running shirt that you get because you went into the race that's cooler than just buying a running shirt i feel like a dork buying a running shirt i always like, i threw away all my race shirts at the end of the last half marathon I get, they give you all this crap like, yeah. hey, man, here's your medal. And I threw it all away. The minute they gave it to me, I just dumped it in a trash can. Yeah, I was what like, are you, what are you going to do with it? And I was like, yeah, exactly. What about hanging this on my wall? You got 777th place. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isaac was like, Isaac was like, did you win? And I was like, no, I did not but win. It don't work like did that. Did you lose? <laughs> not really. And I and I wanted to walk or run home afterwards. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, run through the ghetto with my medals yeah. on and like you should have my little thing. Look at me. <laughs> I just did a half marathon. <laughs> yeah. I always thought the people who had the stickers on the back of their car, what's funny is I saw these my whole life yeah. and I never knew what in the heck they were. Yeah. Like the 13.1, mm -hmm. 26.2. Yep. <clears throat> I always thought those were so dumb. We've always wanted to get those for you and put them on the back of your car. Because we know you'd be like, you knew I would stupid. hate it. What, what, and, like, yeah. and then be like, you actually did that, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, just stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got him good. Dude, I owe our podcast listeners, I feel like I owe them an apology. Oh, crap. We were looking at podcast stats. Holy crap. A lot of people listen to our podcast. You missed that meeting, but that's yeah, okay. I know. I'll I forgive you. This Costin gave me the slides, and I went back and saw that. Dude, and, I, and I was actually surprised. There was like, what was it, like 4,500 downloads or something? Something like that. I don't even know. But it's been going up drastically, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are superstars, you podcast listeners. Yeah. Or even you YouTube listeners. We owe them a thank you. Yeah. Big time thank you. Yeah. So what Appreciate are you going to so do? Because there should be a video of you like dumping something stupid on your head or... Well, if it was a video, they're not... What are they going to listen to? They can the listen video? to it in high def audio. <laughs> this is Jared dumping a bucket full of scorpions on his head. Yeah. So like anytime I show something on the podcast, I feel bad for him. Well, you just have to get better I'm, at describing it. I'm going to be more descriptive. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I... The I reason got you a I'm, book for that. Thanks. Oh, dude, I left that. I left that book at Alex's. I haven't gotten it. Damn it, he's gonna be so much smarter than I'm. You so know. appreciative, aren't mm. I? It's <laughs> your Christmas present. I have a new word though. Mm. Hip hop hippopotamus. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I thought I was excited for a second, dude. I got a new, I got a new ornament over here as well mm -hmm. for the listeners. I have a 16 foot Fat Max tape measure. Um, I just want everybody to know that this is. 
the best tape measure. And I want to hear in the comments of why you don't think it is or if you do think it is. But I'm going to tell you right now that <clears throat> this tape measure not only like stands out really far. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's easy to hook with your, if you have a glove on, right? So if you're soldering a lot and mm -hmm. I wore the Gorilla Ape gloves, mm -hmm. some people don't. I like that I can hook this with my Gorilla Ape glove and it's light enough that it sticks on your pocket. That was for my father-in-law because he made fun of me my whole career for carrying a 16-foot tape measure, and he'd have this clunky 25-foot yeah. tape measure on his hip. He probably used <clears> it like 25 feet all the time, though, right? Well, I mean, you use it a lot, mm. but it's heavy, and I didn't yeah. like carrying it. And so he would. what would end up happening is we'd be working together, and he would not have his tape measure on his hip because it's freaking heavy. <laughs> yeah, and gotcha. we'd be, he'd be like, let me see your tape measure. I'd be like, <laughs> Where's yours? Uh, excuse me, you seem not to be prepared. Where's right your now. Uh, superior twenty-five foot tape measure? Mm -hmm. What do what he say? Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. And then did you hang it over his head so he'd have to jump to get it? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be really funny. And I'm just imagining your father-in-law probably not jumping and be like, I swear. He'd probably yeah. just punch you in your. My father-in-law's for everybody that doesn't know, which is probably everybody. My father-in-law is <laughs> yeah. like four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I could easily just hold a tape measure above his head and he'd have a hard time jumping for it. But he'd probably just kick me in the balls. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> he and then would. he'd laugh and then take it from you and be like, that's why you don't mess with smarter people yeah. than you. Yeah, and I'd say older people maybe. Not so smarter. for next year for his Christmas present, you should have costs and make a compilation video of all the noise you talk about him on this podcast. I just and then like get him a 16 foot yeah, max. Yeah, just like 10 minutes long. Have you been like, let me tell you a story and just back to back? I think it'd be awesome. It would be awesome. He'd probably be like, Am I famous? <laughs> <laughs> he probably would look at this and go, Why are you guys filming yourselves talking? <laughs> and what yeah. are those? black things in front of your face. Yeah, yeah, he'd be like, you guys are... Yeah, he'd have some colorful choice words, probably. Yes, he'd most definitely would. Yeah. 100%. It'd be worth it for that Christmas present, though. Yeah. Okay, um, what's new, dude? Anything? Mm, I think I I think I think fell into an Alex Hermosi gym launch funnel today. You fell into it? Yeah, I fell into it. <laughs> I was on Instagram last night, and I got this ad for a local gym... And it was like, hey, man, we're looking for people to test this program on for free to uh -huh. get results. And I was like, this seems gym launchy. And so I fell into it and booked a call with him, which I'm actually kind of excited about. But why do you think it was a gym launch funnel? Just because of the way it was positioned. Like <clears throat> it was it was good. And then in the sense that it was offering free service, uh -huh. probably because these guys are like, we need testimonials. We need this kind of stuff. It's a smaller gym. Yeah. And so that's the only reason why I thought, and because I, and it was tied to a local gym. It wasn't tied to a fitness influencer trying to sell me that kind of product. Mm. And so that's what made me think. I was like, this seems like a Hermosi mm. ad. Cool. And then it was cool because then they reached out and texted me all day and was like, hey, man. I was like, and, like now you, and now you have a new appreciation for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But then I'm going to, but then I'm going to go into the gym on Monday and see what they can offer because. I need a little structure in my workout, a little more structure than what you would say. is like, why don't you just lift weights? Why don't yeah, you just why? do this stuff? Yeah, why not? That's what my wife said. And it's like, that's good, but... Do you know how much time driving to the gym takes? Well, they, they offer you plans for gym or home. Oh, that's cool. And what I like about it is since they're in town, then I can be like, if I sign up, then I can be like, hey, man, like, 
I can go and check in with you at the gym to the human that's trying to hold me accountable instead of like programs I've done before where it's like over Voxer or anything like that, which yeah. just isn't the same. It's like, that's not too much accountability. Okay. Do you want me to come with you so that you don't buy something astronomically expensive? <laughs> just be like, yeah, this is my guy. He's he, You're not going to handle the objection. I'm sorry. Like, right now, you're just not going to make it through, you know? Well, uh, for how... I was just thinking back about what was your your Malibu? Yeah. Or was it the car before that? Let's see. Did you get... <laughs> so I... Let's see. The worst... So before I... Let's see. I bought one brand new car, which was stupid. The only reason why I bought it is because I convinced myself my old car wasn't working, which it was. I brought it in because the shifter was stuck. Mm-hmm. There's literally just a piece of plastic in there. And I was like, I was fed up. I wanted a new car. I also wanted just a new car. Got a Malibu. Ended up... Owing like 40K on it. It's a $26,000 car. Um, terrible mistake. I learned a lot about that. But what happened? Like you went in and talked to the sales He's guy. He's my best friend. He's <laughs> such a nice guy. He had my best interest at heart. He <laughs> clearly demonstrated that to me. Oh, From man. the beginning to the end, you know? <clears throat> good good person. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's good people. Um, yeah, then I learned that sales guys necessarily aren't my best friend. No, they just want to sell you stuff. Yeah, but can't they be my friend too? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hmm. My other sales guy was Matt Svoboda. So, oh, dude, he jewed me over on a car so hard <laughs> when oh, I yeah. I went and sold. No, we were going. We went in to buy a Subaru, mm-hmm. and the and it was overpriced, way yeah. above Blue Book. Mm. And it took me. He had to go back into the office to talk to his manager like a yeah. hundred times to finally get him down to Blue Book. Yeah, it was like. It was funny. Yeah. He actually, when we bought a car from him, it seemed like a good enough deal for me. Like, it was pretty cheap. It was back when cars were cheap. Yeah. Um, and I thought he was helping us out, but he probably looked at you and be like, you got money. We can, yeah, who knows? Maybe, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> uh, what are we talking about today? No idea. Mm, okay, let me think of something. Um, okay, I got a question for you. Okay, hit me. Okay, if you had to make $100,000 in the next 100 days, what would you do? You just came up with that question off the top of your head? I'm super good at questions. <laughs> you it's are. Sort of, sort of my superpower. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, if I had to make 100 k mm-hmm. in 90 days? Sure, yeah, 90 days or 100 days. 90 100 days, days makes more sense. That's like three months, right? 100 days. Let's call it 100 days. I got yeah. one week and three months <laughs> to make... <laughs> one week to like get warmed up, three months to one really week put in the work. One week and three months to make 100K any way I want? Um, I mean, I want to say yes because I'm curious, but maybe for this audience, maybe with a plumbing business specifically. Okay, like I just started my plumbing yeah. business? Okay, yeah. it's 2024. Mm-hmm. I just started my plumbing business, how on earth am I going to get to my first 100K in the first 100 days? Yeah, and let's see. In my experience, I think we should like set some parameters. Like, You should have not zero startup money, uh-huh. but maybe you have like 10K in the bank. I have 10K in the bank. Yeah, like 10K cash, and then you have access to a normal amount of credit. I don't know what a normal amount is, but... Like a credit card? Yeah, sure. 5K. Okay, yeah. Let's say, let's, let's do that. So I got 5K balance on my credit card. Mm-hmm. I got 10K in the bank. I just started a plumbing business. Do I have a van and all that stuff? Um, Yeah, let's say that you did get a van. 
Um, I mean, you just got it recently. Like, you have all the things to be able to go do work. <clears throat> okay, so right? like, if I'm talking to you, if I called you on the phone, I'm like, tell me about your business. You're I have like, a business license. I have yeah. a, a reliable vehicle and the bare minimum tools I need. Yeah, and let's say you've been working for somebody for a while and you can sell really well. Like, you've been selling really well at this last company. Let's say you sold $2 million last year. Two, that's ridiculous. But I've heard, that's what my conversations with guys. Like, I'm selling $2 million. I'm selling... One guy even was like, I'm selling, I sold $3 million last year. Dude, who, like, if that guy's listening to this podcast, I'll pay you a million to come work for me. <laughs> yeah. So, but <laughs> that sounds fantastic. But these are those are two conversations <clears throat> that I had with guys who are starting out on their own. Probably very similar situation to this. Okay. Cool. Okay. I'm rock star salesman. Yep. And I have a van and I have tools. I have 10K yep. plus 5K credit card. Yeah. And I have 100 days to make 100K. Yeah. To bill out 100K. Yeah. Okay. 100 days, basically, and I should, at the end of that, be able to put a little bit of that in my bank account. Yeah. Let's say you're in Los Angeles. I'm in Los Angeles. Like, you're in, like, the area around L.A., so you're in a, a just a congested market. Okay. Let's just say busy market. Yeah, busy Those market. Those are harder. Yeah. Rural markets, it seems like you can turn on advertising, and it reacts quicker. Sure. Um, a busy market, you're just... You have to pay more for a lead, right? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and it's this time of year. It's yeah. January. Yes, yeah, January. January is typically slow for everybody mm. across the board. So lead costs are going to be even higher. Mm -hmm. Okay. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to call up my credit card company, mm. and I'm going to say, I'm going to go ask them to raise my balance. Mm. And when they ask me how much, because that's how they do it, they're like, well, what do you want it to be? I'm going to say mm. 100000 and I'm going to get whatever they can give me. Yeah, sure. Um, it's They're probably only going to give me, let's say they give me another five, right? <laughs> yeah. They raise it to 10. Yeah. But that's cool because now I just got another five yep. grand runway, okay? So, and the reason I'm going to do that is because I don't want to, I don't want to burn my cash. And if I go get a job, I want to be able to buy materials, float it on the credit card until I get paid, and then pay off my credit card. Yeah. Okay, and then I'm probably going to go down to, <clears throat> probably at that point in time, once I get approval on the extra 5K, I'm going to go get another credit card um, just to have in case okay. to do the same thing. Yeah. So I can float job materials and ad spend if I have to. Yeah. And are these, let's see, we didn't clarify, are these personal. Bi business credit cards or personal credit cards? I'm going to assume they're, I'm going to assume... They're personal. If you just started out, it's you. It's going to be hard to get a business card. Yeah. And typically, they're not going to let you have as high of a balance. Yeah. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this as soon as possible right after I quit my job because I want them to look at my past income and how mm. much I pay off every month. Yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Increase balances and then okay. go apply for a new one. Okay. So I'm going to assume I get a new one. Um, I'm going to go apply for... Dude, if I'm if I sold a bunch of work and I'm making pretty good money, they should they should easily you could easily find a credit card that's going to give you a 10k balance right up front. Mm. So let's assume I did those two moves. Now I have 20k balance on my yeah. credit cards, and I don't. It's just like a, a fluff fund over there. How long would that take you though? Would that take you like a week to get <clears throat> all that done, or day or what? Uh, one day? You could have your balance raised, and you could have another one signed up for, and you could have it in your hands in like a week. Yeah, you potentially might have... Well, yeah, you'd have it in your hands. Yeah. yeah. So I would go do that. 
that's going to ding your credit a little bit. So mm. be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, okay. And I already have a van, so I don't really need to worry about my credit score to go get a, a van because I already have yeah. one. Okay. So now I got 20K in credit cards, mm-hmm. 10K in cash. Next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out how much I need to charge to be profitable. Okay. And this is kind of like in the, I kind of like this hundred days because you have this week to think yep. and then you have like three <clears> months to work. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to figure out how much I need to charge. So I'm going to, I'm going to focus on residential service. Yeah. Okay. Because anything else, it's going to be too long before I get paid. It's going to suck up all my cash. I don't have the funds to float a big yeah. job. Residential service. I know I can get paid at the end of the day at the end of every job, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to want to do a few things there. I'm going to want to figure out how much I need to charge. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to figure out a way that I can bill customers at the end of the job mm-hmm. and make sure I get paid, right? So I guess step one, I'll probably go get a QuickBooks account. Mm-hmm. It's like 40 bucks a month. So I'll probably sign up for that. I'll download the QuickBooks app on my phone that mm-hmm. allows me to run credit cards mm-hmm. and I'll link it to my bank account. So now I can collect mm. payments at every job. Okay. And then, then it's a matter of figuring out how much to charge. And then it's a fig- matter of just like, okay, how do I go get some work yeah, so that sure. I can actually use the app, bill some customers and put some money in my bank. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the most important part. But if you don't know how much you can charge, then you're probably going to undercharge and you're going to severely limit how much money you put in your bank. Yeah. It's going to be way harder to get to 100K in the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. 100 days. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, knowing what I know now. Sure. Me personally, I just start right at 500. Yeah. Gotcha. And I would mark up my materials 120%, no matter what, across the board. Yeah. If I, if I didn't know, like I know I'm in a big city, so I know I'm going to be, like that's mid-market is 500. Yeah, and if you're in California too. If I'm in California or if I'm in any big city, I could probably squeeze closer to six. Yeah. So probably what I would do actually, instead of just guessing, I would probably sit down with my pricing calculator that mm. if you're watching this on YouTube, there's a link to my playbook, this guy right here, the playbook we use to scale plumbing businesses. Yeah. Question mark? To 100K a month like Could be anything, clockwork. Yeah. There's a link to my pricing calculator in there. So you can go run this calculation yourself. If you're listening, then you're going to have to go to my YouTube channel. Mm. Or you can go to www. It's three W's. www.wealthyplumber.com slash playbook. That will take you to the link. All you have to do is enter your email. Yes, you're going to get a few emails from us, but they're all good info. So, yeah. Um, and then you'll we will email you a copy of this playbook. You have to check your spam and your junk mail because mm-hmm. sometimes it goes in there. Um, there's much good info. Go through the calculator. You'll be off to the races. Mm. When I go, <clears throat> when I get this calculator, I'm going to go find Jared Williams and I'm going to grab his calculator. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to take that calculator and I'm going to fill it out. What I want to know is, okay, if there's a business in my area that mm-hmm. has three trucks and the owner 
and a CSR, and they have a shop, and and they're running a good business, right? Mm-hmm. And they're spending plenty of money on their advertising budget, right? Right. Mm-hmm. What does it cost them to operate? <clears throat> so I'm going to try and guess when I'm filling out this calculator what their expenses are going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume the plumbers are making top dollar. So mm-hmm. if I'm in California, my plumbers are probably making a hundred. 120000 so I'm going to mm-hmm. put that in there. Um, if I'm the owner of that plumbing business, I better be making more than 120000 so I'm right. going to put my paycheck at probably 150, mm-hmm. maybe 160. My advertising budget is going to be big enough. Like if I'm in California, that's probably a competitive market or in any big city, it's a competitive mm-hmm. market. I'm going to air towards 15% mm-hmm. of my desired revenue for the year. Mm-hmm. I know if I have three guys, I'm probably going to be doing 1.5 to 2 million a year. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to say 15% of 1.75 million is what I need to spend on marketing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to set my marketing budget at. Um, and then I'm going to go through and figure out like, okay, how much does it cost to rent a shop that could house a three, four, five-man plumbing shop? Mm. How much would I have to pay a CSR? How much, you know, are all the line items in that calculator going to cost? And it's going to poop out a price at the end yeah. of the day. Um, it's probably going to be, if you're in California, closer to 600 Right. Okay, so now I know. Okay, I, I need to charge six hundred if I want to have a successful plumbing business. Six hundred per hour. Six hundred dollars per hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. <clears throat> now I need to go get some work. If if I just if I left another shop that was doing service work, mm-hmm. then I know that I need to charge flat rate. Right. Um. I probably left a shop that had a price book that was on Service Titan. Yep. I'm not going to get all that stuff because... Yeah, because that might be the temptation because you've probably seen the benefit of that because you did very well at that yep. shop. The temptation would be to like probably jump into van wraps and all these things. Yep. I am going to skip that. I'm going to go get some cash first. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to jump on Service Titan. I'm going to calculate my own prices when I'm at the homeowner's house mm-hmm. and I'm going to make some money. Even if mm-hmm. that costs me a couple jobs... Um, at least I, I'm building cash first. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> if I had more money, I would do those. Yeah, but sure. If, if you I, just had more money set aside. If I only have 10K, I don't have a very big runway, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. my cost of living is going to eat into that pretty quickly. Yeah, you don't, have, you don't have very long to go before you can't land jobs. Correct. Yeah. So I'm going to bump that up before... Mm-hmm. I start bringing on other expenses. I'm yeah. going to keep my expenses down to the bare minimum so that when I do bill out a job, I'm I'm able to use most of that cash. Yeah, I gotcha. Because my jobs are going to be limited in the beginning as well. Yep. <clears throat> um, let's see. So I, I know I need to charge 600 an hour. I'm going to mark up my materials 120%. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, now it's just a matter of, okay, I need to get some work. I guess, why so steep on the markup? So when you're looking at your profit and loss statement, right? <clears throat> yeah, when you're looking at your profit, I was starting <laughs> to think like, man, maybe we should explain the pricing a little more sure. for the people who haven't listened to our podcast before. Um when you're pricing your services, you want to 
do exactly like we just talked about. Sure. What happens when you get when you get to the point of you have a three man plumbing shop? We'll get back to the markup. Don't let me forget. Okay. When you have a three man plumbing shop, that is the point at which you become what I would consider a real business. Mm. Um, and so I call it the minimum barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anybody who starts a plumbing business and wants to become a real plumbing business, they're going to get to this point where it's like, okay, I'm a real business. What do you, wait, what do you mean by real plumbing business? Like I actually have a business mm. that isn't just like a side hobby or a mm-hmm. thing that I do on my own. Like mm-hmm. it involves, you know, marketing and advertising and people calling my business mm. and employees and me organizing how all that runs, yeah, right? Gotcha. <clears throat> and the reason I pick that to be the real business is really just for one reason, to help you price. Yeah, sure. So anybody who gets to that point where they have three guys out in the field, they have a CSR in the office, they are doing advertising, they're three guys are running the calls, and the owner is not in the field anymore, and he's in the office playing the general manager. Number one, he at three guys, he pretty much has to move into the office if he wants to continue to grow his business. Mm-hmm. If he stays out in the field at that point, it's going to hinder future growth of his mm-hmm. business because he's going to spend too much of his time out in the field and not enough time working on growing the business. Mm. So he has, like at that point, the business needs somebody to manage it, but not full time, mm-hmm. which then gives the owner, if he's not in the truck anymore, time to actually work on the business, right? Instead of just in it all the time, and that's and that's important to maintaining <clears throat> growth. Yes. So, at that point, that's the owner when he pulls out of the field, he's no longer a revenue generating employee, mm-hmm. and so the cost of running the business goes up mm-hmm. because now the business needs to pay the three techs out in the field, the CSR in the office, plus the owner now needs to get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, the business still needs to be profitable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because if you're not profitable, you'll never be able to grow because that profit is what you're going to take to go invest in more marketing, Mm -hmm. to go invest in more vehicles, Mm -hmm. to go invest in more tools, to go invest in hiring guys in order to increase profits tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're underpriced at that point, you, the owner will be forced to jump back in the truck right. to produce revenue, right? or he'll stay out of the truck and they won't be profitable. Mm-hmm. Either way, they won't grow. Yeah, they'll be stuck. They'll be stuck. They could what, have- What if they got like more marketing and more jobs? They, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like once he hires fourth guy, then they might be profitable, but mm-hmm. he's going to be losing money until that point. Yeah. And he won't be able to invest more money into marketing because he won't be profitable. Yeah. So if he does it, he'll just drain any cash cushion he might have. He'll be going backwards and backwards and backwards, yeah. hoping that it's going to work once he adds another guy. Yeah. Better thing to do would be to price yourself properly at sure, that yeah, point. And avoid that whole uncertainty. Avoid that whole uncertainty. Because the thing is, as you grow, every time there become there comes a point where you have to increase overhead to before you grow your business. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Because you have to increase the structure, the office background, you know, the 
and a lot of people do this too much as well. Mm-hmm. They get too much office staff, too much overhead, mm-hmm. not enough people out producing revenue. So it goes both ways here. Yeah, can I ask a real quick question <clears throat> about that? Yeah. Why why do people get too many office staff? What's your thinking? Dude, I have no idea. They think that having somebody extra in the office... Uh, so what I see is that a lot of businesses don't require enough of their hands. And oh, I, sure. And oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I honestly think it's a lack of understanding of what your guys are capable of. So mm. if you give them the proper resources, mm-hmm. right? If you give them what they need to do their job, right? Mm-hmm. You set them up with a system to where they can operate in and be successful. Mm-hmm. They can do a lot. Yeah. And a lot of people underpay their employees mm-hmm. so they get lower performing employees right. and then they have to hold their hand and the owner can only hold so many hands so he brings somebody else in to help hold hands mm-hmm. when, the, mm, when sure. in reality he should not hold their hand but get either get better people or require more of the people he has mm-hmm. and then set them up to be successful yeah. through systems sure Okay, and a way of doing things. Yeah. The other thing you'll see is like a lot of people have like the new construction side, the commercial side, and the residential side. Yeah. And now your business is a giant mess. Yeah. Just pick one. Yeah, sure, of course. It'll be so much easier. Yeah, especially if you, <clears throat> especially at the beginning when chances are you don't really know what you're doing as far as the numbers. Yeah. Then you, because I mean, I see it all the time when guys are in that scenario you painted and they really don't know what to charge but they, cause they have to charge differently for what they're doing. Cause it's all, it's different business models Yep. and it gets confusing, especially if you don't know what you're doing. You don't really know where you're making your money or when you're not making your money, you yep. just have a sense that money's coming in and then money's going out Yep. and you don't really have, you don't know where you can control that. Yep. And that is a crappy place to be. Yep. Cause when you're uncertain in your business and you don't know what to do, dude, that's like the, that's incredibly frustrating. Correct. When you're sitting there and you're like, man, I wish I knew what to do. <laughs> I wish I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at that point, right? Fat overhead, high high overhead for how many people I have out in the field. Mm-hmm. And that is when you become a real business. Mm. So you know that you're gonna hit that point sometime. Yeah. And at that point in time, you're gonna have to price yourself a certain way mm-hmm. to still be profitable and get out of there. Right. Mm-hmm. We call this the valley of despair. Yeah. Right. Then why not just price yourself at that point from the get-go? Yeah. Well, why not? Like, why would guys not do that? I don't know. Outside of just, like, not knowing, like, why would they be hesitant? <clears throat> so a lot of guys think that they can't charge what that other shop is charging because their van isn't wrapped or mm. they don't have a nice polo or they don't have a good logo or whatever. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're not providing the level of service, but you can totally provide that level of service. Mm. You can totally go to Value Village or mm. even go down to Walmart and get a nice shirt yeah, and trim your hair, cut your beard, mm-hmm. brush your beard, whatever. Don't look like a pile of poo, right? <laughs> Put some clean pants on mm-hmm. and go to a house in your white van mm-hmm. and be friendly and have a notebook and you can still offer the same level of service, yeah. If not better, mm-hmm. like you can, 
you can call your customers when you're on the way. Yeah. You can go the extra mile for your customers. Mm -hmm. You can, ins like, it's you out there, so you can make sure that the job is done mm -hmm. at the highest standards, right? Right. Um, in some ways, you can provide a better customer service than the big shops. Mm -hmm. So charge like it. Mm. Just do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, anyway, you want to start doing that now. Mm -hmm. So right, yeah. The re then the reason you want to mark up your materials is that when you have a real plumbing business on your P and L, the way that your P and L works out is that you have gross income. And out of your gross income, you minus your COGS, mm -hmm. which are your cost of goods sold, and it gives you your gross profit. Mm. <clears throat> After gross profit, you subtract out overhead. Mm -hmm. What's left is your net profit. Gotcha. Okay. So when you're looking at your mm. P&L, your COGS are things related to the direct fulfillment of your service. So you're in the business of buying and reselling materials, plumbing materials, mm -hmm. and skilled labor. Mm -hmm. So any cost that you have associated with materials mm. or skilled labor is part of your COGS, okay? Mm -hmm. And you know that after your COGS, typical plumbing business that's healthy will have a 50% gross profit. Sure. That's okay. just across the board. You go look at all the plumbing businesses in the United States – Average gross profit is 50%. Mm -hmm. So if you're shooting for 50% gross profit and you have materials that are part of your COGS, mm. if you mark up those materials 100%, mm -hmm. you are left with 50% profit. Right. So knowing we want to hit 50% gross profit before mm -hmm. we subtract that overhead on our P&L, mm -hmm. we absolutely 100% have to mark them up at least 100%. Right, or you won't hit that. You won't hit that spread on your PL properly. Correct. And you won't have enough money left over for overhead, which means you won't be uh, profitable. Which means your overhead will then be <clears throat> more expensive. Your overhead then, will eat into your net profit. Yeah, it'll eat into that bottom half of your PL. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you would either you would have to raise mm. your hourly rate to offset that. But mm. then that's not an accurate depiction of like what's actually going on in your business because you're trying to do something over here to offset what you're not doing over here. Yeah, and the, and it's not like the customer's benefiting from you not marking up materials no. as much because they're still paying for it. They would just be paying for it on your hourly instead Correct. of materials. Correct. And it's not you're not ripping anybody off. You're not taking advantage of anybody. You're running a good business that can then take care of its customers for a long time. Yeah. Pay guys well and run a good business. Yeah. Yeah, and I think any you know the money. The money when when you're figuring your pricing, don't even think of it as money. Mm. It's just numbers. Okay? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, don't attach all the emotion <clears throat> to it. Get rid of your emotions about money. Mm. The the money when you're like when you're running your the hourly <laughs> rate calculator, the m numbers you're putting in there are just numbers. Yeah, it's just a it's just a measurement that we use. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's even when you're thinking about hours and you're thinking about your hourly rate, like people will get caught up with, I'm selling them an hour, I have to be here an hour. Right. Or I sold them two hours 
but I was only here an hour. That's ripping them off. Right. No, the hourly rate, the hour is a way that we measure things. Mm -hmm. It's not a trade for your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to get away from that. Yeah. You have to just view it as numbers. Yeah, it that, can, yeah. It's a hard, it can be a tough one to get over. Yeah, but I think that's so important, like what you just said there, is to just really think about it as numbers <clears> because then you need to emotionally detach yourself from the baggage that comes with, quote unquote, being expensive. Yes. Because people are going to perceive you all sorts of ways, but those people don't understand how your business runs. No. Yeah. Don't let, don't let other people hold you back from being successful because you're worried about what they think of you. Yeah. Instead, learn to view dollar amounts and hours as just numbers and, and metrics and data points that you use to effectively run your business. Yeah, It's like, just imagine dollars are calories mm. and imagine hours are pounds. Mm -hmm. And then run your business, like if we just call them something different, the emotion mm -hmm. goes away, yeah. right? So got to figure out how to detach your emotions from it. Yeah. It, th th and that's tough. It took me a long time to do that. Mm -hmm. A long time. And why is why why is it hard to do that? I think because you're so conditioned to just think of money a certain way, right? Mm, we sure. think of money as this like end all we think of it as like an end all be all like it's the I don't know, like it's the greatest thing in the world and it's just yeah. It's a it's a tool. Yeah, and, and I think it's funny because people fall into this trap both ways. They fall into it when they want tons of money or they fall into it when they want to be really, really cheap. Yeah. The point is, is that both sides are focusing too much on the thing in the wrong way. Yeah. Like you have to respect money in the sense that it is ultimately the energy by which you do things in our economy. Yeah. Like it gives wind in your sails to go and live the life you want to live. Yep. But when we fixate upon it as like, well, we need to be super cheap because all my ethics and morals are based around like <clears throat> giving a good deal. Or if we want to be really, really expensive because I want to just squeeze every dollar out of every moment of my life. Both of those are imbalanced. Yeah. And just to detach ourselves from the emotions of money and be like, yeah, man, like, like the way that I see, I see it as like, if you're in a position where you can make good money, uh -huh. then you, you might as well do that. Like it doesn't it doesn't hurt the, people for you to be profitable. The, no, it that's the whole point. Yeah, especially if we're talking about business. Yeah, the goal of every single business owner should be to be able to exchange as little to the customer for as much in return. Mm. That would be a really good business. Like, mm -hmm. like when you're looking at a business from an investment standpoint. And so you got investors looking at your business. Mm -hmm. What are they looking at? I mean, they're just looking at how much money you make, how much, how profitable you are. You can you can sell this thing. You can buy this cup for ten cents and sell it for a hundred dollars. Mm. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Right. That should be the goal, right? Yeah. But for some reason, for plumbers, when we start getting into business, we go, "I I only bought this for eight hundred bucks, and you want me to charge the customer sixteen hundred for it?" Yeah. Like that's, we're ripping them off. Yeah. Yeah. And you really, like, you think it's not possible. Like that's a lot of where it comes True. down to where they just think that's literally impossible. Yeah. And that comes from a lot of experience where guys will be like, well, I have, I can't even sell out what I'm selling at. Yeah. So that's literally impossible, Jared. There's, there's no way. That's what I thought too. I think <laughs> that's when what, I, I first brought my hourly rate to 259, I remember thinking, 
there's no way somebody is going to pay me $259 an hour. That's impossible. There's no <laughs> way. Yeah. That's what I thought. Sure as shit. I went to the first job. Sorry, dad. <laughs> <clears throat> I went, Jared's dad doesn't like foul language. No, he doesn't. Let everybody know. But I got him. I got excited there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to the first job where my hourly rate was going to be 259. I was nervous as all get out. And the guy had a lot of work. Mm. And so the bill started getting really big and I got really nervous and I gave him the estimate and he goes, he goes, man, do all plumbers charge this much? And I said, I don't know. Mm. He goes, well, I couldn't get a hold of anybody else. So let's do it. Mm. And I was like, what? <laughs> no way. Mm -hmm. Like first job, mm -hmm. dude. And that was every job there and after mm -hmm. I sold them all. Mm. Um, the funny part about that job is when I got done, he goes, you know, that, uh, that's like damn near 200 bucks an hour. And mm -hmm. I said, yeah. Mm -hmm. He goes, you kind of got me over a barrel there. And I was like, how's that? He goes, well, you were the only one that would answer your phone and the only one I could get a hold of. And I really needed this work done. And I said, it doesn't sound like I got you over a barrel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sounds like there's just not enough plumbers to go around. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's a good point. And I was like, yeah. cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. But that is a real thing. Like, mm. there's no way I can charge that. Yeah. And I thought that every single time I raised my rates. Mm. Because as I got further in business and the more I learned about n my numbers and how mm -hmm. much it cost me to run my business and how efficient guys are out in the field and and all the P&L side of your business... Um, we just kept having to raise our rates. Yeah. Just due to the reality of the cost of running a business is really high. Yeah. A residential service business costs you a lot to run. Mm -hmm. And so we went from 259 to 324. Mm -hmm. And I thought, there's no way. Every time I thought, this is going to break my business. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go out of business. But my conundrum was, if I don't do this, I'm going to go out of business. Right, because you saw that written in the numbers. Oh, yeah. When you start digging into your numbers and you go, holy crap, no yeah. wonder I never have any money. No wonder yeah. I'm barely scraping by. Yeah. No wonder I can't make payroll. Mm -hmm. um, no wonder you realize, like, crap, I am I am running a charity right now, mm -hmm. and that's not why I got into business. Right. And I'm working really hard to run a charity and I'd be better off going and getting a job. Yeah. So I might as well go to 324. Yeah. Go to 324. Nobody said a word. Mm. Not a soul. We sold the exact same amount of work. Mm. It was wild. 425. Same thing. 495. Same thing. Mm. We went from 495 to 598. I thought, this is the one. <laughs> this is <clears throat> the one that breaks my business. I said, this is the one. People are going nobody's going to buy a thing from me at 598 right but at 495 with eight techs out in the field and a real business and marketing costs that were going up i had to go there sure yeah cuz you i mean you saw the writing on the wall that you're like if i don't do this i will go out of business we we were slowly going out of business we lost money for 3 months in a row mm. and i remember going out in my shop and i looked at all my guys and i looked at all the trucks and I said, not only is, like, there's a lot of families relying on this mm. working, 
And if I go out of business, these guys don't have a job. Yeah. And I and if I go out of business, my family doesn't have an income. Right. And I don't know what I'm going to do with all these vans. <laughs> and I was like, this ha- this has to work. Yeah. And so I that night went home, changed the price book to five ninety eight an hour. Came back in the morning. I didn't say a word to anybody, and business went on as usual. Mm. And it's gone on as usual ever since. Mm. And it's only gotten better. It's crazy. Let me tell. Let me tell like a quick little story about something that struck me. What you just said. Yeah. I just finished this book called Who, which is a book about hiring essentially. Yeah. But in the back, it paints this example of two different types of CEOs. Yep. And there's there's two different types. Um, One is described as sort of the lamb, Mm -hmm. and the lamb CEO likes to gather input from everybody and make decisions based upon sort of a collective, right? Yeah. Which is good. You know, they're they're they can listen well. They can absorb information and make good decisions. They have a 57% chance of being successful, uh-huh. of making the shareholders more money. Yep. But what this study found, and this study was over like 300 different companies with lots of CEOs over time. There's another type of CEO that this book called a cheetah. Yep. And the cheetah was incredibly decisive. Yep. And the cheetah was able to make decisions very fast and move very quickly. Yep. And still having the soft skills of leadership because it was a CEO, right? Yep. So still having those things, but they found that that type of personality and skill set within a CEO was a hundred percent effective. Yep. Like not even like 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 no <clears throat> like that was what the data showed that like that was a hundred percent effective. Yep. So bring it back to your story where you just you looked at it and you weren't like, well, I'm gonna run it by the guys. I'm gonna talk to the wife about it. I'm gonna go and hit up my mentor. I'm gonna do these things. I'm you just saw it and you're like, well, I'm just gonna change the price. Had to. And I think when people are like listening to this podcast or watching your content and they're yep. like, dang, I wanna like be successful like Jared. Like part of what makes you successful is because you're decisive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to learn to be decisive. I would say that wasn't a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, but it's good to even hear that because we have to learn to be decisive by doing things. Yeah. Like it's a skill you can't learn by just thinking I'm going to be decisive about something. Nope. And nope. I was, I was actually talking to one of our coworkers today about like, we can think about things for so long and the worst thing we can be is indecisive. So there's this thing, I call it the should I hill. Mm. <clears throat> and it's like, did you just curse again? No, I know. <laughs> the should I hill, right? So if you picture just a hill mm-hmm. drawn on a piece of paper mm. and you're on one side of the hill and you want to be on the other side of the hill and at the top of the hill is this question you're asking yourself, should I? Mm-hmm. On the other side is the the result right. of, the, of however you, you know, if you do the thing that you, you're thinking you should do, okay? Right. It, whenever you continue to just say, should I, should mm. I, I don't know, maybe I should ask this guy, maybe I should consult these guys, mm-hmm. should I, should I, you stay on one side of the hill. Yeah. <clears throat> the second you make that decision and you just say, you know, you know you're saying, should I, should I, should I, and you say, okay, I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. you move to the other side of the hill. Yeah. And you find out, yeah, was this a good decision or was this a yeah. bad one, right? Mm-hmm. And... Some people are really scared to make bad decisions, but the mm. beauty of bad decisions is you start to learn mm. <laughs> what a bad decision <laughs> yeah. looks like, right? Yeah. You make a mistake, mm. you get back up, and you go, well, that was a dumb decision. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do something differently now. Mm. And you know, now I don't have to make 
that mistake again. Yeah. And when you think about it this way, like if I'm constantly asking myself, should I, mm. and I take forever to make decisions, yeah. then over the course of a year, maybe I make a decision a month. I only made 12 decisions. Yeah. So I have 12 experiences to learn from mm. my good or bad decision making, mm-hmm. right? Um, over the course of a year, if I make a decision every single day, mm-hmm. that's because I don't ask myself, should I, should I, should I just make decisions really fast? Mm-hmm. I all of a sudden in a year made 365 decisions mm-hmm. and I had 365 opportunities to learn from my good or bad decisions, right? right? Number one, I learn a lot because I made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. and I probably had a lot of wins in there as well. Mm-hmm. But I also get better at making decisions yeah. because I've now made 365 of them. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of power in just moving and shaking and making fast decisions. Yeah. <clears throat> like, obviously, do the best you can to make good decisions. Yeah, you don't want to just make reckless decisions. Right. But what I found, most of the time when you're asking yourself that question, should I, should I, should mm. I, you're usually asking yourself that because you think it's going to be a good idea. Mm, yeah. It's and, usually something where you already have some mm-hmm. inclination or data or an idea that it's going to be a good decision. Mm-hmm. You just haven't pushed yourself over the edge yet. And I think what people are looking for is they're looking for 100% certainty. There, Yeah, and there's no such thing. Yeah, you're not going to get 100% <clears throat> certainty. No. So... Like when you're thinking, should I? And you're like, yeah, it seems like a good idea. And you're really trying to figure out all the things. Chances are it is. Yeah, chances are it is. And like worst case, you'll learn something either way. Yep. It's like, a, have you heard that quote from, oh man, what's his name? Bezos, Jeff Bezos. Something about swinging at the fences, right? Mm-hmm. So mm, yeah, yeah, he yeah. talks about business. He said, it's like, it's like swinging for a home run. The more swings you get, the more you try for a mm-hmm. home run, the higher your chances of hitting a home run are. Yeah. The only difference between baseball and business is that in baseball, when you hit and you get a home run, you get three bases, right? You get yeah. one home run. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in business, sometimes when you hit a home run, it's it's massive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the return on your home run is could yeah. be life-changing money, just one home run. Mm -hmm. So if you're limiting the amount of swings you're taking by Mm -hmm. holding back on doing things, you're limiting your chances of hitting a really good one. Yeah. Big time. Mm. Yeah, and like anything in our life, it sucks being in the valley of indecision. Like even if you just decide no is your choice, Yeah. then you can move away and go do something else with your attention. Go make another decision. Yeah, go make a different decision, but make saying no is still deciding. Yeah. You're deciding, that, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Far better than, well, should I or shouldn't I? Yeah. Because then you're just in this middle ground, and I think the trap in that is you feel like you're doing something because you're still thinking about it. Yep. But you're not. You're just wasting your time, quote, unquote, thinking about it. Yep. Like, think about it for a time, and then... but. <laughs> And only long enough to go, yeah, no, I feel good about this or like, I don't feel good enough about it. I'm out. I'm going to go do something else. Yep. And then find a different solution to your problem because that, that's what you're looking for when you're making a decision. Yes. Like when you're looking at your business going, hmm, I'm going to raise prices. You have a problem. You're running out of money and you found the solution. You could have <laughs> gone about it otherwise. You'd be like, maybe I'll get more work or maybe I'll cut overhead. Like you had other choices, yep. but they didn't make sense to you. So you just went with the one that. You know what it did? 
I went with the easiest, simplest solution that was in front of me. <laughs> sure. The one w- that would yeah. have the most immediate benefit. Mm, yeah. And that's what I would do to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I could have mm-hmm. been like, I need to train my team better to sell better. Yeah. That would have taken forever. I could go invest in some sales training and this kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Better move was, I can do this today and tomorrow I will be better off. Yeah. <laughs> no training. Didn't even have to say a word. Yeah. It was literally just going into Service Titan and changing a couple numbers. Yeah. That was it. Easy peasy. Yeah. Best decision I ever made in my whole life. Yeah. That at that had I not made that decision at that moment to go from four ninety five to five ninety eight, mm. we would not be sitting here having this conversation. No, we wouldn't. You'd I don't know where <clears> we would be, but we wouldn't be here. I would be back in the truck working, yeah. wondering why my business didn't work. Yeah. Thinking that it's not possible. Yeah. Because I'd made because I, I did. Yeah, that's crazy. Backwards. Actually, thinking about that, like, that's wild. Like, and again, everybody listening, like, like it's that one decision is why you guys are even listening to this. Yep. Jared hadn't have made that decision of just raising his price, then we would just be doing what we were doing before. Yeah, I would have been broke as a joke. Yeah, and like coming back to like, we talk about pricing so much in the content and on the podcast because it is so important because it it really is the life-changing mechanism within your business. Yeah. It's the number one thing that holds people back. Yeah. It's not even the pricing that holds them back. It's the belief Mm, that they can't charge what they need to charge. Or it's even the, the lack of knowledge of that there's a cost to doing business. Yeah. And you have to charge how much it costs you plus enough to make a profit. Yeah. Like that idea, if you told that to anybody, they would probably say, oh, yeah. But then if you took a plumbing business owner and actually set them aside and, okay, let's go over your numbers. Mm-hmm. Now we know the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. How much do you have to charge to be profitable? Here's the number. They go, I can't. There's no way. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 wait. Do you remember we talked about before? Yeah. <laughs> business is you have to figure out how much it costs you yeah. and charge enough to make a profit. Well, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> and it it becomes it becomes very simple. And some some guys it's almost too simple. Where they're like, that's really that's it. And you're like, yeah, you There's have no way. You, you have two choices. You either charge this or you don't. Charge it or you don't. Yeah. It's Be successful you. or not. Yeah. Make money or that's, don't make money. That's literally the choice. Like zero percent profit margins or profit <clears throat> margins. Whatever you want. It's your business. Yeah. Okay, we better get crack a if we're going to make 100K <laughs> in the next 90 days, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have a credit card. I'm totally clear on my pricing. <laughs> yeah. Now. I actually have two credit cards. Yeah. I have 20K. And you know how much to mark up balance. your materials. I know how much to mark up my material. I know how much I'm charging an hourly or an hour. I know I can be profitable. I get out to somebody's house. Do you have a bookkeeper yet? <clears throat> I don't have a bookkeeper. Um. I w- I'm not even going to think about that right now. I'm literally going to focus on how do I go make some money? I need to get mm-hmm. some money in my bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I need to make more money, I have three options. I can go do more work. Mm-hmm. I can charge more per hour or I can be more efficient. But in this case, my only option is <laughs> go do more work. Yeah, you already figured out the other two mathematically. Yes. So you know where you need to be on price. Okay. So I have to figure out how to get work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through all of my contacts on my phone mm-hmm. and I'm going to text every single one of them. Mm. Hey, I just started my plumbing business. If you guys need any work done, give me a call. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Every single contact in my phone. Then I'm going to go on Facebook and I'm going to go on my personal profile 
And this is actually what I did. Mm. And I'm going to post, hey, guys, I just started my plumbing business. If anybody needs any work done, call me at this number. Mm. And then I'm going to go call my mom and call my dad mm-hmm. and call my brother and call my aunts and call my uncles, and call my mm-hmm. cousins, and call my friends. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say, hey, I just started my business. Can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You're, you're my friend or you're mm-hmm. my son or you're my cousin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, okay. Hopefully they'll say that. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Unless you're just a turd of a person. Yeah, yeah. Then if you are, you got something else to work on mm-hmm. beforehand. Um, and I'm going to go to them and I'm going to say, hey, I just made a post on my Facebook page mm-hmm. that I just started my plumbing business. Can you go share that post? I, I, am, I need some work bad yeah. right now. And if you share it and I can get everybody to share it, it's going to get me some work and I'm going to make this thing work. Mm. I promise I'll make it up to you. You don't have to make it up to him. <laughs> um, that's going to get you some work. I, what if you don't like know anybody in your area? What if it's like you moved there and then you don't have any family? Dude, you're making it harder. Well, I'm just saying, just cause that's sometimes, that's sometimes people's reality. It is. Okay. Then I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm just going to skip to step two. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll finish out step one and then we'll handle okay. if you didn't know anybody. Step one, the rest of step one is every single day I'm going to go on Facebook and I'm going to go, I'm going to start with my mom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to my mom's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to her friends. I'm going to click on her friends and I'm going to add as many of them as Facebook will let me Mm -hmm. every single day Mm -hmm. until I've added all of her friends. Meanwhile, I'm going to continue to post on my Facebook page that Mm -hmm. I started a plumbing business. So that it starts showing up in people's news feeds. Yeah. So that they know. Jared started his plumbing business. What are you going to post specifically? Like pictures or videos? No, or I'm literally going to write a text post that mm. just says, hey guys, <laughs> I just started my plumbing business. Mm. Or maybe if I just added a bunch of my mom's friends, I might be like, hey guys, something about my mom. And then I just started my plumbing <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or attention, Sheila Williams' friends, yeah. or something like that. Right? I am Sheila Williams' son, Jared Williams. Or nice to meet attention, you. Fairbanks homeowners, or yeah. whoever wherever you're at, right? Mm-hmm. I just started my plumbing business, okay? Mm. Um, <clears throat> you could even put, this would be really good, actually, mm. and I didn't do this, and I should have. Mm. For all new customers, there's a 10% discount. Yeah. So make sure and call me if you have any plumbing needs. Yeah. Here's my phone number. Mm. P.S., save it in your phone so you... Have it when you need it later. Yeah. Um, that's probably what I would write, yeah. that very thing. Mm. Um, and I would do that every day until I got all my mom's friends added, and mm. then I would go to my dad. <laughs> I'd go to his friends. Yeah. And, and I would just go down my my list. I'd do all my family members, and then I would go to my close friends, and I would add all their friends, mm. and I would just keep going Yeah. until I was making millions of dollars. Yeah. I would be on Facebook every day adding as many friends as I could. Yeah making posts on my Facebook that I have a plumbing business. If you need plumbing work, give me a call. It's 10% mm-hmm. off for new customers. P.S. Save my phone number mm-hmm. so you have it when you need it. Mm-hmm. I'm the best plumber in town, yeah. so you might as well save my phone number. Yeah. That's what I would say. Mm. That's going to get you a ton of work. Mm. Like just that right there. Yeah. Okay, if you don't have any family and friends, that's when I'm going to go. I'm. St- we, we could assume that you have some friends in the area. Like okay. you've been there, you were selling at that company, you <clears> probably have friends. I'm still going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. I would probably go find like um, higher falutin people in my community. Mm-hmm. So I would go find maybe the mayor or maybe mm-hmm. um, 
other local business owners and I would go to their pages mm. and I would start adding their friends. Yeah. Because you know, like the thing with your family members is if somebody kind of knows you, yeah, sure. they're much more likely to hire you, right? Yeah. The, the know, like, and trust factor is built a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. Even if you're like acquaintance with their, you know, their friend is your cousin's neighbor or something yeah. like that. There's yeah. still a, a, a they, path there, right? They kind of heard about you through conversation <clears throat> at some point. They're aware of your existence already. Right. And, you, and you're, yes. Okay. Um, if I didn't have that, I would go find people and I would just do the exact same thing. Mm. I would put the exact same message out and I would start adding friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's free. You can add a, you can add quite a few friends Yeah, every single day on Facebook. Um, the other, and people might think you're weird for doing this because you might not be active on social media. Like everybody thought Jared was weird. <laughs> yeah. What's he doing? Why yeah. They're he... like, why is Jared on the internet? He's never been on the internet. Yeah. So don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Who cares what they think? How does Jared have 3,000 friends all of a sudden? Yeah, dude, it was hilarious. And every, yeah. the funny thing is everybody was like so suspicious. Yeah. They were like, what's his motives? And yeah, they're still kind of confused to this day. <laughs> everybody thought I was crazy, man. Yeah. It, the whole time. Until it was like, wait, Jared's living in Florida and he has a multi-million dollar company? Yeah, yeah. He knew what he was doing the whole yeah. time? Wait a second. Look, Jared, that guy yeah. who doesn't know what he's doing actually did something? Yeah. Yeah. It appears, what's funny is it appears to other people that like, holy crap, he just like got lucky, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or he yeah, just, yeah. or something, or he knew what he was doing the whole yeah. time. But the reality is it was a pain in the ass and a lot of work and <laughs> yeah. a giant headache yeah. and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And yeah, I got lucky a little bit, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of hard work involved. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> anyways, do that forever. Next step would be to go to Facebook groups. So mm-hmm. most Towns, counties, cities, whatever, have local Facebook groups. Mm. Go get in those Facebook groups and post in those Facebook groups. Hey guys, I just started my plumbing business. Yeah, sure. I'm You'll giving definitely a, get work from that. I'm giving a ten percent off discount for new customers. Mm-hmm. Only good for this week, or better yet, just name it something like. Oh yeah, the ten percent off Tuesday discount special it no if you're coming up on christmas be like Mm. this week only 10 percent off christmas discount yeah every month nowadays got a holiday so you should be fine (laughs) come up with a new like run the same promotion 10 percent off yeah but just call it something different every single week yeah package it a little bit different package it differently that's it same thing just package differently okay and go post in these groups um if you're a total gangster you're gonna grab your phone and you're gonna make an educational video Mm. about plumbing that homeowners would want to watch you're gonna educate them on something plumbing in their home Mm -hmm. and you're gonna take that and then at the end of that video you're gonna say hey if you guys need any plumbing work done make sure and call my plumbing company if you want mention this video and we'll give you 10 percent off Mm. and you're gonna go post that video in the facebook group Mm. little pro tip you can download number one get an iphone because mac is way better um number two you can download an app called canva on your iphone and it can put captions on your video Mm. so you could record a video educating the customer your potential customers about i don't know their water heater or what their relief valve does or 
or how the thermostats on their water heater work. Or... And you're a plumber. You got all sorts of stuff in your brain. Oh, yeah. You know, all things you talk all day about. Show it. them how to put an Allen wrench in the bottom of their garbage disposal to get it going again. Yeah. Anything. Show them how to clean their garbage disposal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, put it on your, put it in your Canva app. Have mm-hmm. it put captions on there mm-hmm. and go pop it in those groups. And then right in the text portion of your post, hey, guys, I just started my plumbing business. Mm, yeah. Same thing, yeah. right? Or, hey, guys, we're running a 10% off promo if you mention this video. Mm-hmm. Make sure and watch to the end, right? Yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Go start posting that in those groups. Posting there every day, being anno- be like the most yeah, be annoying. annoying. Yeah, it's okay. Be the most annoying person in that group. Yeah. Where people are like, I freaking hate this guy. He's always posting. But they're still going to hire you when they have a plumbing problem. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy in that Mm -hmm. Facebook group. He's running a 10% off promo. I should give him a call. Yeah, I I could actually use some plumbing. And I've watched three of his videos. And I actually – and the thing about those educational videos is you're convincing them that you as a person is going to do a good job. And so, like, yeah, they're kind of learning about what you're talking about. But they're also like, oh, he seems like a cool dude that I wouldn't mind having in my house helping me with my problem. Correct. Like, it's less about them being like, I can go fix my own stuff now. They're just like, yep. oh, Jared's company's, I would call Jared, he seems like a nice guy. Yep. I like the I like the cut of his jib, whatever, you know? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to do those two things, and it's going to give me some work. Yeah, definitely. Hands down. Yeah, definitely. What I'm going to do is, when I go to the do those jobs, I'm going to bring, I wish I had my notebook. I'm going to bring a spiral wound <laughs> notebook, just mm-hmm. a normal old, I don't know who makes those. The yellow page ones? No, not the yellow, not the legal ones. Mm. The, the ones with the spirals like mm-hmm. you get when you go to school, right? Yeah, who does make those? And I'm going to get the college ruled, mm-hmm. and I'm going to want one that's got like a, a nice thick piece of cardboard in it so it stays stout. Yeah. I'm going to go buy one of those. It's going to cost me like 10 bucks. There goes $10 of my money, right? Oh, boy. I'm going to go to the house. I have my phone with my QuickBooks app on it. When the customer calls... I am going to tell them, I'm going to, I'm going to take my notebook, okay? And I'm going to make a day. I'm actually going to buy two notebooks. Let's do it this oh, way. Oh, dude. This is so this much is, better. Uh, okay, okay, all right. <clears throat> if it's better, okay. Two notebooks. I am going to write in one of them, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Oh, like on each Friday. page? Yeah, on each okay. page. Yeah. I'll probably just do one week at a time. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. On each page. On the mon- on each page from there on out, I'm going to type. So on Monday, it's going to have 8 to 10, mm-hmm. 10 to noon, noon to 2, mm. and 2 to 4. Yeah, Those are going to be the time slots that I book people in. Yeah. <clears throat> okay? I'm only going to fill three of those time slots every single day when mm-hmm. somebody calls. So the second somebody calls me from all that work that I did just advertising my company, mm-hmm. I'm going to answer the phone, and I'm going to answer it, hello, this is <laughs> whoa, 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 Jared. Whoa, whoa, whoa. With, or actually I'm going to say, hello, thanks for calling so-and-so plumbing company. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, uh, this is Jared. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, oh, hey, Jared, how mm-hmm. are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm doing great. What can I help you with? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to book the job. I'm not going to answer, hello? Yeah. I'm not going to answer, this is Jared. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to answer, hello, <laughs> yeah. thank you for calling so-and-so yeah. plumbing company. This is Jared. Mm-hmm. Okay. No matter what situation you're in, I don't care if you're under a house. Like, doesn't matter. You like take a moment, <clears throat> collect yourself. When the answer that phone well. When the person on the phone says, "Can you help me with this thing?" or "I have this problem," or whatever they say, I'm going to say, "Definitely, I can help you with that." Mm. Have I done work with you before? And they're going to say, 
No, because you just mm. started. And you're going to get that person's information. You're going to get their name, their phone number, and their email. Mm. And you're going to go, looks like I got a time slot open between 8 and 10 on Monday. Does that work for you? And you're going to find a time that works for them. And you're going to write their information in there. And you're going to write a really brief description of what their plumbing problem is. And you're going to say, awesome, I got you down in this time slot. I'll see you between 8 and 10. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Mm. Click. Then the day of, the the night before, let's say Monday is rolling along, mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, I'm texting everybody that's on my Monday schedule. Mm-hmm. Hey, just a reminder, I got you down between 8 and 10 for your plumbing appointment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot you a text when I'm on the way, or I'm going to call you when I'm on the way. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Then, come Monday morning, when my 8 to 10 appointment comes, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call that person I'm going to say, Let's say it's Mary. Yeah. I'm going to say, hey, Mary, this is Jared with Prospector Plumbing and Heating. That's mm-hmm. my company. Mm-hmm. I got you down between 8 and 10. I just wanted to let you know that I am on my way. According to my maps, I am 20 minutes out, so I'll see you in 20 minutes. Mm. Super easy. Yeah. You just provided the world's greatest customer service. Right. If you can answer your phone, if you can book them in a time slot, if you can remind them the day before and call them when you're on your way, they're already in love with you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go to their house and I'm going to bring in my other notebook with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I know that I need to mark up materials 100% and I need to be $600 an hour. Mm-hmm. So when they call me in their house and I'm going to look at their plumbing problem, first off, I'm going to go knock on the door. Right. When they open the door, I'm going to say, Hey, Mary, I'm going to say, Hey, my name is Jared with Prospector Plumbing and Heating. And they're going to say, oh, nice to meet you, Jared. My name mm-hmm. is Mary, and I'm going to introduce myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, how are you doing today? I'm going to be like, this is a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. How long have you lived here? Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Well, what can I help you with today? And she's going to come show me her plumbing problem, and I'm going to ask her, how long has this been going on? Has this been a problem before? When was the last time it happened? Mm. Oh, cool. And I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to go, okay, I can fix this problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my best to offer Mary some, some solutions to her right. problem, mm-hmm. okay? And number one, I'm going to look at the whole problem. And number two, I'm going to give her options yeah. is to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. So if she's got a toilet that just won't stop leaking by mm-hmm. and it's because the flapper's cracked or mm-hmm. worn out, I'm going to give her a flapper option. I'm going to give her an option to replace the guts in her toilet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give her an option to replace her toilet, okay? And I am going to go... Let her know. I'm going to say, cool. I took a look at it. I'm going to run out to my van real quick and write you up an estimate. I'm going to call the parts house and I'm going to say, how much is a new flapper? <laughs> you probably already know that one, yeah. but maybe you need to know how much a new toilet is or whatever you're looking at. Okay. Right. If you know, then don't call them. I'm going to write down and I'm going to go, okay. In my, in my own brain, I'm going to say, okay, I can change a flapper in 15 minutes. It's probably going to take me 15 minutes of you know, I already spent 10 minutes looking at it, right. talking to her. It's probably mm-hmm. going to take me five minutes to bill her. And it took me 30 minutes to drive here. So that's one hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the flapper is going to be one hour and it's $5 in materials. So it's $612. Mm-hmm. Okay. Total. And I'm going to go, okay. The other option I can offer, I was looking in her toilet and it's all dirty in there. Mm-hmm. And her, some of her guts are super old. She could probably do 
with some new guts. Probably still only going to take me maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's only $20 in materials. I'm going to do the calculation and figure out what the total price is. Right. New toilet. Okay, I, the toilets I like, I get at Home Depot. They're mm-hmm. 250 bucks. That's $500. Plus, it's going to take me about an hour to go get one and get it installed. Mm-hmm. I have a half hour of drive time already. It's about an hour and 45 minutes total for the toilet install. I'm going to do the math. Right. Now I have three options for her. I'm going to write those three options on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say flapper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write the steps to replace a flapper and the total price. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write guts. Probably not guts. I'd probably <laughs> yeah, write yeah. Yeah. Uh, replace fill and flush valve. Yeah. Includes flapper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write the steps and the total price. Right. Same with the toilet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back in. And I'm going to go, hey, Mary, I have some options for you. Let me show you what's going on with your toilet. Mm, you see this yeah. little thing in here? Well, what ends up happening is it gets old and it cracks and it stops sealing around this hole right here. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is water is just constantly leaking in. Mm-hmm. That's why your toilet's running. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want you to notice that the inside in here, you see all these guts in here? These ones are getting kind of old as well. They're still working. Main cause is your flapper, but I worked up some options for you. Mm-hmm. So here's what we got. I'm going to run her through these options. Right. <clears throat> and what's crazy is that most of the time, the person's going to want the whole guts replaced. And a lot of the times, they're going to go, oh, you can put in a toilet that's taller, that I, that's not so hard to sit on. Yeah. And it's 1200 bucks, which probably sounds crazy to some people who are listening to this. Mm-hmm. And then they go, and I don't have to do anything. You're just going to install it all. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Sometimes they're going to go, I got two other toilets. Can you replace those while you're here? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a discount on the other two. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so you are going to sell work. You're going to make lots of money and it's going to be awesome. Mm. Okay. The very end of the job, you're going to do a very good job for Miss Jones. Mm-hmm. You're going to be very friendly in her home. You're going to look very professional. Mm-hmm. You provided her with excellent service. At the end of the job, you're going to go to Miss Jones, not Miss Jones, it's Mary, mm. and you're going to say, hey, Mary. Could be Mary Jones. You're going to say, Mary Jones, I got all <laughs> your work done. Uh, it was a pleasure doing business with you today. Um, how would you like to pay your bill today? Mm-hmm. Very easy question to ask. Mm-hmm. She's going to say, do you take credit card? And you're going to say, of course I do. Yeah. Of course I can take your credit card. Let me just write up your bill, and we'll get that taken care of. Mm-hmm. You're going to write up her bill in QuickBooks, and you are going to bill her that day. Mm-hmm. And a couple days later, you are going to get that money in your bank account. Right. That's what a plumbing business looks like. I think you forgot the part where she's got to sign the estimate. Yeah, probably not even going to worry about that. Mm, You can have her sign the paper. Yep. Um, I did that in the very beginning. Yeah. I would write an estimate. I didn't even offer options in the beginning. You're just like, here's the thing. Sign right here. Yeah. I mean, you're the business owner. You can get away with a lot more, right? Yeah. So like in the beginning, I would maybe even say like, Hey, I can get you a new flapper, new guts, or we can get you a whole new toilet. Which one do you think you would like more? Mm. And I would get them to say like, oh man, a new toilet would be nice. And then I would go write up options and give them right. the price points. And they've already got like, I want a new toilet in their head, right. right? Before they heard the price point. Right. Anyway, that's, we're getting like, <laughs> what is that like? That's like, um, that's like boss mode. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> boss mode. We're doing um, basic mode. We're in basic mode, okay? Offer options. You're going to make a ton of money. You are, I'm going to then go take that money. The second I have some work lined out, 
I know that I'm going to go sell some of those jobs and I'm going to make money because I know I'm priced right. Yeah. If you just listen to what I just said and you go do that, you can be confident that you are going to sell work and you are going to make a good amount of money Okay, mm -hmm. on that work. Mm -hmm. The second <clears throat> I, I get some work coming in, I am going to call up a marketing company mm. because I know that my effort put into these, you know, into Facebook um, and all that stuff is going to work, but it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. Takes up your time and, and attention. And, and every time I need more work, I have to go do this. Yeah. Right. I want to automate that process. So I'm going to go call a marketing company and I'm going to go, I'm going to want them to get me. And this is thinking it's like you, what we just talked about, you will make a hundred K in a hundred days. Sure. Right there. If you just repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, mm -hmm. rinse, repeat. But if at the end of the 100 days, you want to be set up for success. Yeah, beyond the 100 days. Beyond the 100 days, you are going to go hire a marketing company. Mm. And you're going to want to get a logo done and a website done mm -hmm. and get an online presence so that people can find you on the internet. Mm. You're going to want to get your GMB done. You're going to want to optimize your GMB by mm -hmm. adding a photo of yourself smiling, adding products and doing updates on the bottom going to want to get all of your social media pages, you know, I don't know what to call that, built, owned. And you just go apply yeah. it. You go, you go make it. Yeah. What do you call that? Oh, I don't know. Like you're just building <clears throat> them. Like you're, going really, in, you're optimizing them as well. You're going and getting it. You're getting the Facebook, yeah, the top image made. Yeah. Maybe making a few posts in Canva the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, You're starting to apply things to those pages so they're beginning to be active. Yes. Okay. I'm going to hire a marketing company. Start doing my marketing. It's going to take them probably 90 days mm -hmm. before they start really getting any traction. Uh, maybe 30 to 60 days in there, we start getting some pay-per-click campaigns going. Mm -hmm. Which is, What is this marketing agency doing? Like, Are they just doing your website? Or? No, I'm going to have them do as much as they possibly can. Yeah, it's sort of like the rule of thumb. Like, well, well, Give us the broad rule of thumb on marketing agencies. So when you hire a marketing agency... <clears throat> As a plumber, I'm going to go hire a marketing agency that serves plumbers specifically mm -hmm. and has a track record of being successful with other plumbing companies. That's going to be important to me. If some agencies offer rebranding, if they don't, if they don't, I'm probably not going to worry about it at this point in time. Yeah. I'm going to get whatever logo they can provide me with. Mm -hmm. And, and if they don't, I'm going to go to 99designs and get the best logo I can get mm -hmm. for the, for, I'll probably spend a thousand bucks on my logo. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll probably spend, a, I'm not even going to worry about wrapping my van. Yeah. Not even going to worry about it. Just pick a good name, get a logo made, get a website made and get your online presence going. Mm. That way, when you go to somebody's house, you can start collecting reviews. Yeah. Right? So part of that conversation, after you bill the customer, you can say, hey, I would really appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star Google review. Is that something you could do? Mm -hmm. They're going to say yes. They're not going to say no. And you're going to say, cool, I'm going to text you a link right now. Mm -hmm. And you're going to pull out your phone. You're going to text them a link and say, can you make sure you got that? They're going to pull out their phone. They already paid you, so you can mm -hmm. piss them off now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? They're going to pull their phone and they're going to go, oh, yeah, I got it. Do you mind clicking that and leaving me a review? They're going to be like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
and they're going to click on it and they're going to leave you a review. Yep. That's super important. Yeah. If you can just get your Google My Business and put a nice photo on there and have it go to a website and add products, products and updates and have all your information in there and start collecting five-star reviews, that sucker's going to get you some work. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of work. Yep, and it's, it's going to just help your status when people are trying to choose plumbing companies. to. If they don't know you yet, yep. they're going to have a bunch of things, and the more reviews you have, the better you're going to look. Mm-hmm. And like when your GMB <clears throat> looks good, when it has a photo of a human, yep. and like those things, those things matter a ton. Yep. Because especially in this scenario where you're in a pretty busy urban area, there's going to be tons of plumbers. There's going to be yep. tons of one-truck trucks who all have GMBs of various quality. And honestly, it's not that hard to stick out. Like when nope. I look for a plumber here where we live, mostly outside of the bigger guys, it's just garbage. And there's only like one big guy. Yeah. And then everybody else is like even garbage. The, even like the quote unquote bigger shops in town, that their GMB is, doesn't look good. Nope. It's usually a picture of like a sewer thing. And I'm like, yep. what's this? I don't care about this. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't tell me about anything <clears throat> about sort of the customer service I'm going to experience. Correct. So if you can do that. If you can even like, I'll probably even bef- like, I'm going to hire a marketing company, but I know they're going to take a while to get rocking and rolling. Yeah. I'm going to go apply for my own Google My Business profile so that I can get that going. And because that's going to take a little bit, yep. you got to get it verified, all that good stuff. I'm going to go apply for my own Google local service ads so mm-hmm. I can get those going as well. Um, even though they may not bring in much call volume on a I'm going to go there. I'm going to put pictures on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to collect reviews to my Google local service ads. Hopefully it's tied to my GMB. Mm. Um, and I'm going to set my budget on those at maximum. Mm, Absolute yeah, 100% sure. maximum because you only pay if you book the job. Yeah. If I book the job, I'm going to sell it. I don't care what I paid for the lead. Right. right? I'm going to go there. I'm going to sell it. And marketing's already in your price. It's already in your price. Like you're already getting money. Like <clears throat> so think about this when you're selling all this work for the Facebook that you know, all that Facebook work that you just did to sell this work. Yep. You're stacking away cash that you're already accounting for a real marketing budget with an agency and all these things in there. Yep. So it's like you're gonna have this money that you're ready to invest in this marketing company with a real ad spend budget. Yep. Yeah, so if you're getting the work, man, it's like the math is in your favor. The hardest part is starting and getting that. Like once you are priced properly and you have the ability to go to take a phone call, book a job, go to somebody's house and make a happy customer. The hardest part is like getting those initial customers and then getting the marketing ball rolling. Mm. Once yeah. you get that going and you can keep it rolling, you're on a path to do very well for yourself. Yeah. Then it's just a matter of doing it long enough to stack away enough cash mm-hmm. to where you have enough money to reinvest back into your business in the form of more marketing, mm-hmm. which is going to get you more work than you can handle, mm-hmm. which means you're going to need another van, which means you're going to need another guy, mm-hmm. and then he can go out and build a customer just like right. you do because mm-hmm. you trained him, and then you're going to push on your marketing some more, mm-hmm. and you're going to start the whole process over again. Mm-hmm. Now, once you have three guys out in the field, you're going to know because you listen to this podcast, I got to get out of the truck mm-hmm. and I got to get on service Titan right. because now I have three guys out in the field. They need a CRM to use. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm not stuck working in the business, I have time now mm. 
to get a CRM mm-hmm. and I have time now to build a price book. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to do those things. You're going to implement that. It's going to make them more productive, which means you're going to make more money. Mm-hmm. Which means you're going to be able to take some of that money, invest it back into more marketing. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to keep that cycle going. Mm-hmm. And you can go and go and go and make millions of dollars. Right. It, with that very simple system that we just laid out. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah, it is simple. It's not hard. When in that early 90 days do you hire your CSR? Do you hire your CSR in 90? Does that happen at a 90-day window or typically after? So if I have marketing going and I'm getting consistent call volume, I'm going to hire a CSR. Sure. Because it's going to be tough. If you're getting one to two phone calls a day that you're booking. Yeah, if you're booking one to two calls per day. If you're booking day. one to two calls per day. So on average, a service tech goes to two calls per day. And... If you're going to two calls per day on average and you're selling right enough, Mm -hmm. then you're busy working. And when you're busy working, you're not very good at answering your phone. Mm. So if you want to optimize, you're spending money on ads now, right? And you're paying for people to call your business. You really want when they call, you want it to be a good experience Mm -hmm. and you want that phone to get answered. So you're going to hire somebody to do that for you. It's the, it's the cheapest person you can hire in the beginning. Right. So the whole way you're going to grow your business is, mm. is hey, let's see. You're going to leverage other people's time to make you money. Mm. That's what it is. Yep. So you're going to start with the you're going to start with like the lowest level tasks, mm-hmm. right? What are the tasks that are the easiest for you to hire out? The cheapest and the easiest. Somebody to answer your phone and run your schedule. Mm-hmm. Te- number one. Then it's technicians. Right. And then you move into the general manager spot. Mm-hmm. And eventually you have enough technicians that you can get a general manager and you right. can leverage his time right. now to get more of your time back. So you can reinvest your time back into the business and make you more money, mm-hmm. right? It's the, it's the game you play the whole time. Mm. Leveraging, paying for other people's time to do things for you so that you make more money. Mm-hmm. So in the CSR's instance, right? When you hire a CSR, that allows you to be a better technician yep. and go bill out more time. Yep. That's a little bit trickier one to see the connection there. When you hire a technician, that's an easy, like you yep. got another guy out billing yeah, customers doing now. Stuff. Yeah. Right? As long as you're priced right, then he's going to make you money. Yeah, as long as you have enough jobs. If you have enough jobs and you're priced right, you're good. Yep. If you're and not, the guy totally doesn't suck. And he doesn't, yeah, totally yeah. doesn't suck. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, man. Easy peasy. Yeah, sounds, sounds like you did it. Good job. 100K in 100 days. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, if it took you 10 days to set all that up, yeah. And you have 90 days, like, if you build $1,000 a day for 90 days, you're at 90K. Mm. So for 10 of those days, you got to build 2K. Mm hmm. Like our average ticket at my company is twenty six hundred bucks. Yeah, I could do one job a day for half the time for fifty days. Yeah, and you'd you'd be set. Yeah, you'd make it. That's not even that's not even correct. You could do it for like thirty some days. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, sure. So if you're priced right, like making a hundred k isn't that hard, right? Um, like you should be able to bill out fifty to sixty thousand a month. Yeah, doing two jobs a day as mm-hmm. a one man show. Mm-hmm. And if you do that for 
you know, three, four months, you should be able to stack away yeah. 60, 70, $80,000 mm-hmm. that you can then go reinvest back in your business. Yep. And then that next guy, he should be able to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Yep. He should be able to bill out 50K a month. Mm-hmm. And then the next guy you hire should be able to bill out 50K a month. Mm-hmm. And so on and so on and so on. Mm. I was just going over my technician stats. I think it's on average we do, each technician does 672000 a year. Mm-hmm in revenue. Mm-hmm. Our highest guy this year did uh, 798000 mm. Yeah. Let's see. What do you think about, because even the guys I've talked to, like they're, they're running sort of the model where they sell the work and their technicians come behind and do the work for them. I think that sucks because you're constantly having to go sell the work. Yeah, the guy I talked to yesterday specifically, like his life is really micromanaging his crew a lot. Yeah, so rather than micromanaging your crew, you should set them up for success. Like, yeah. take the time. Like, the idea of having technicians who sell take, instead of just... If they can't, like, if if you got... So that works, like, at a bigger scale, right? Um, <clears throat> at a bigger scale, you start... You can have... It's, like, at a large scale, it's hard to get enough guys that can sell, right? Yeah. If you had 100 employees, 200 employees, yeah. it gets tough to have all your guys that are good enough to sell. Mm-hmm. So you start implementing what's called a call-by-call process, mm-hmm. right? Where you have somebody who's good at selling, who sits in the office. Yep. The technician goes out to the field, talks to the customer, builds options, calls the guy in the office, hops on a Zoom call, actually, mm. and then walks through the options with the customer, with the guy on the Zoom call. Mm. And he would sell over Zoom, right. basically. Interesting. Right? Or another way that some people do it is you have... You take like one of your best selling techs mm-hmm. and you put him in charge of like three or four other technicians. Yep. So he basically goes to the job, talks to the customer, yep. does the provides whole, the yeah. options, sells the work, says, We're gonna have so and so come over, he'll be here in thirty minutes. The second he gets there, he walks him through the job. Mm-hmm. This guy does the job, the guy, the seller then goes on to the next job. Yep. And sells that one. Right. Yep. And he's just going and selling and organizing. Um, sometimes they do that with salesmen or comfort advisors, right? Mm. So if you had like, if you're getting a bunch of calls for new equipment mm-hmm. or if your technician was out and the tech and the equipment was over 10 years old, they might send out a comfort advisor yeah, right? to talk about upgrading your equipment. Yeah, He's just a sales guy. Yeah. When you're starting out and you're small, you can't, you don't have, you can't afford that overhead. Yeah, sure. Cause now right? you got, yeah. Cause now you have a sales guy. You got no money. Yeah. You need people that can go out and produce revenue. Yep. Independently do work. Independently bill yeah. out work mm-hmm. without you. Mm-hmm. All on their own. And all that takes is you training them on the process that we just talked about mm-hmm. to do what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And I know that works because I've done it thousands of times. Mm-hmm. Um, train that guy to do that and then he can go do it for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it works. Like we still run to this day with nine guys. They all sell their own work. Yeah. They all produce at least 500K a year in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works well. And, we yeah. got, and our customers are happy. Guys make good money. They have tons of freedom. Mm-hmm. You don't have to micromanage them, which means like our office overhead is small. Yeah. Like we have a general manager and two people answering the phones. Mm-hmm. It's not eight people in the office and eight people in the field. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. nine people in the field and three people in the office. Mm-hmm. People who produce revenue are more important than people yeah. who don't, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can, like a lot of times you can get rid of 
the office staff by using good software. Yeah. It's like having processes that are automated, things that happen on their own. Mm -hmm. If you get rid of the person having to touch it, then you don't need to pay that person to do it. Mm -hmm. Got to run lean and mean. Yeah, definitely. The the crazy part about plumbing business is you have to run lean and mean and be really expensive. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's just expensive <clears throat> and risky. Expensive, risky. There's a lot of moving parts. There's mm -hmm. a lot of lost time. Mm. There's a lot of going to jobs and nothing's wrong. There's right. a lot of customers calling you out and it's just flipping a switch. There's a lot of, you know, customers call you out, but they're not serious about getting yeah. it fixed. You know, it's, you give them a bid for 600 bucks. Didn't matter if it was a hundred bucks or 600 bucks. Yeah. They just don't want to spend the money on it right now. Yeah. And you can't strong arm them into yeah. forcing them to get something fixed. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just part of the deal. Hmm. I think that's where people go wrong. Yeah. They, I think a lot of people, I mean, obviously there's people who just undercharge, they run lean and mean, but then they undercharge. Yep. And they're constantly trying to cut overhead. Yep, because they think that's or the way cut to expenses make more money. and cut their guys' pay and mm -hmm. not spend on new vans and not spend on nice tools mm -hmm. and because they think I can only charge this much and they're trying to run their business in this, you know, yeah. imaginary cap mm -hmm. of what they can charge. But then there's also the people who who underpay their guys um and they're charging, you know, more than marketplace, but they're just so fat on overhead that yeah. it's it's taking up all their cash. Yeah. Hmm. Cool, man. Well, that was helpful. It sounds like you did it. Dude, we did it. Yeah, good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do it for real someday. Yeah, someday. <clears throat> all right. All right, see ya. See you, Holmes.